Gobble, 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 ladies and gentlemen. It is Thanksgiving. And we want to thank you, first of all, for even listening to this podcast today. If you are doing that during Thanksgiving, you are the best. We hope to give you a shorter show today so you can go and watch all of that glorious, wonderful football that's going to be on your television screens. We're going to give you a turkey day parlay that you can follow along with. And of course, your usual week 11 review, week 12 preview. We got it all for you starting right now. Gobble me, bobble me, swallow me. Y'all boys ready for this? Powder folks, let's gather around for the best sports talk in town. We got our hosts, Darren, Tim, and Chris. Baby, it can't get better than this. Give out all the power rankings. Laugh at all the teams tanking. A lot of fun, a lot of surprise. Let's give it up for the guys in this league. Thank you for that, Tim, as I am currently getting face-to-face with my dog. Um, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. Lots to unpack there. Welcome. Right. welcome that, that's not weird. That's yeah, not I weird. I know. Weird vibes. Going Better than face-to-butt. That is true. That's true. I can't argue with that one. Welcome in to episode 54 of the This League Fantasy Football Podcast. As always, I am your host, Chris Mitchum, owner of Team Fairlife. We got the usual crew, Tim Rader, owner of the Mixon Administration. Happy Thanksgiving. And the defending champion, as he deserves to be called, Aaron Hunt with the new name, Let Russ Microwave. It's official. Sounds pretty fitting for how he's been playing. Am I right? Amen. Amen. We are coming at you again with another virtual show. And you might realize, Chris, you sound a little different this week. You sound a little hushed. And that is because I am currently in Nashville. It is 10.16 Central Time, 11.16 Eastern Time, and my entire family is in bed. They're sleeping, and I am upstairs in a loft recording this podcast. I brought all my equipment down here because we are here for the listeners. Are you guys still at home in the normal in the normal oh, yeah. recording positions? The usual cool. setting. Cool. No, no travel for your boy. So I'm going to need you guys to bring the energy. I'm going to need you guys to bring the energy because I have to stay at this level. Like I said, we're virtual again, so sound quality might be a little off, but hey, it worked out last time, and we are going to be back for you this week. Like I said earlier, hopefully hoping for a shorter um, a shorter show this week. We're going to have a trade ring. A big trade occurred just hours ago. We have the Week 11 Review Power Rankings, the This League guarantee and actually we're going to have a new turkey day guarantee that's right all of our parlay bets are on the thanksgiving game so you can watch along with those and of course the power rankings and a week 12 preview gentlemen i do not have a beverage in front of me i am barely hanging on the threads of even recording this week so instead of drink of the week let's do sides of the week thanksgiving sides the 101 Mac and cheese. I got it. Sorry, guys. I'm dipping. See ya. Oh, I, I can't wait for my green bean casserole. That's what I'm sitting here dreaming of. And I got to go with the corn casserole from good old Shannon Hunt. Never mashed, fails. Mashed potatoes and gravy is really getting disrespected here. Oof. Really getting disrespected. I'm not a gravy guy. Not like even brown gravy, like some nice brown gravy with some taters. Oh, God damn. No, love the love the taters. Don't get me wrong. But the gravy. <laughs> love the taters. Big tater <laughs> Can't guy. Do it. Can't do it. Love that. All right. Well, let's get on with this show. 
First of all, we are once again opening the trade ring for another, another big, big trade. The This League Trade Ring. Aaron, since you are the third party in this bout, why don't you take it away? I'll first go over the rules. If you are unfamiliar, the This League Trade Ring, two teams enter, one team enters victorious, or sorry, one team exits victorious. We go over the trade, all the details we take into account, not only the player quality, but the team goals and agendas. Aaron, throwing it over to you, my man. Let's get on with this. And for this edition of the This League Trade Ring, we have Chris receiving DeAndre Swift, running back Detroit Lions, in a 2024 second-round pick, courtesy of Zach Welch. Uh, Tim, on the other hand, receives... Stevenson, running back New England, a 2023 second-round pick by way of Chris Mitchum and a 2025 third round pick also by Chris. All right. Gentlemen, you ready? I mean, we're, we're counting you down, big guy. You're the, all <laughs> the you. Are, are you not going to, oh, I'll gonna count be, you down. Man, it's a lot of down. pressure. I thought you guys are still going to be in this. All right. No, we're this on the sideline. Get, we're right, in the ring. Give me a, I'm about to say, I'm, I'm current. We're currently all right. jousting right now. Okay. All, all right. right here I'll we count go. you down. You ready? Who wins this yep. trade? Here we go. In three, Two, one, Chris. All right. Well, there you have it. <laughs> that is a TKO knockout for your boy, Chris Mitchum. Aaron, before you kind of give your verdict, um, I guess I'll throw it over to Tim first. Obviously, coming from the outside perspective, Tim, you needed to make a move. You got the roster to win it. I think you just needed that for sure. Boost going forward. Is that kind of your reasoning behind this? Yeah, for me, this is one I, I would agree. I think I would have answered Chris wins this. Um, if Ramondre gets me into the playoffs and does nothing else, I'll be happy. I just, I'm, I'm really, really pushing hard for this year's playoffs. And Swift is capped for the rest of this year. Justin Jackson got more touches than him last game. So, like, in the, in the long run, I texted Chris this. DeAndre Swift's ceiling, in my opinion, if healthy, is the RB1 in fantasy football. He's so electric on the ground. In the passing game, the Lions have a great offensive line. And so the ceiling is there. It's just the injuries this year have really taken a toll. And he was he's not a guy I'm going to be able to lean on going forth, hopefully, in the, in the playoffs. So Ramondre, fingers crossed, can be that guy. Um and hopefully Chris misses the playoffs and that second round pick is like number 11. That'd be great. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, we, me and Tim were talking a while about Ramondre because I know, you know, he was looking for that, you know, that guy to kind of put him over the top. And then I just kind of threw out the idea of Swift. I mean, obviously he's like Tim mentioned capped and Tim's trying to win now. And I'm obviously not. And I have a lot of 23 pieces. I have a lot of guys. I think you're going to rebound on 23. I think Swift just fits right into that, and his ceiling is higher than, you know, Najee's, I think. So, um, yeah. you know, I'm not really going to miss that production this year. And if I make the playoffs, sure, whatever. I don't expect to go that far, and that trade kind of proved it. So I think it's kind of a win-win for both sides. Tim gets the kind of the firepower he needs now, and I get another piece that I can wait on. Is that kind of what you were thinking, Aaron? 
Yeah. Yeah. I think I said Chris wins the trade because the most talented player in the trade went to Chris. DeAndre Swift is only 23 years old. And I think Chris now does not have to spend a first round pick, one of his five that he has on another running back. So I think just what with what Chris's roster makeup is looking like for next year, I think Swift will come back around and just be uh, insane and and really good. Um, But I also think I understand it from Tim's perspective, especially since Tim is trying to go for it this year. Swift is not going to service him at all like Ramondre will. And I think Ramondre has been a top 10 back all year. I don't see that changing. Even if uh, Damian Harris gets fully healthy and comes back, I, I just think that's his backfield. And he's surprisingly getting a lot of receiving work, which is invaluable in our league. That's, to have that's a big kicker. That, that was a big selling point for me. Yeah, yeah. So I totally get it from Tim's side. I don't think it's a complete blowout by any means. I just think when I'm obsessing the trade, you know, DeAndre is so young and, and really talented. So to, it probably is bittersweet for Tim to have to give it up. Didn't really want to do that, but. If you're going to compete, you got to make these types of moves, especially with the trade line trade deadline looming. I think the only question I have, though, for Tim is with getting Ramondre, I do think start sit decisions gets a little bit more complex. So um, especially with Jamar Chase coming back, that that might be tough, but it's a good problem to have if you're going to have one or the other. Yeah. I agree. Ladies and gentlemen, that is your This League trade ring for this week. It seemed like a pretty win-win situation. Made sense for both sides. But obviously, I just I just kicked Tim's ass. I mean, Aaron said it himself. I just dominated again. I'm just kidding. No. TKO, baby. <laughs> no, no, no. That is enough of that. Party of one getting the TKO. <laughs> That's right. With the crowd roaring. This is and the not crowd a democracy. Just being <laughs> Dictatorship. Aaron. I know. All right. Well, thank you again for coming to the trade ring. Let's get in to the week 11 review. So week 11 was crazy. Not not week 10 crazy. Last week was just nuts with all of the upsets and throwing wrenches in. There were there were a couple, you know, surprising results I think in this week, but um, you know, maybe not so much, but again, every match matters going forward to this uh, going forward. So let's go ahead and start with our first matchup. We had Don and team Don Perignon coming in at four and six, sneaky playoff contender, taking on Anthony, top of the Chipotle division at seven and three. That we do. We have one team hanging on, fighting for playoff potential in Don. Anthony looking to extend the lead and gain control over Chipotle, the almighty fast food restaurant. And boy, was Anthony lucky to have Amari Cooper not on the road. It wasn't a home game. You know, the, the Buffalo game, they got moved to Detroit. But the fact that he wasn't on the road allowed Amari Cooper to score more than five points, and he went off for 31. And Anthony ended up needing all of those points. CMC did his thing, 18. Uh, the commander's defense yeah, at commanders. Houston got him a solid, solid 21. Um, even, you know, his, his love Cordero Patterson got 11. Like that's a solid showing. So oh, yeah, um, the documentary watcher, I forgot about that. <laughs> right. The biggest piece is the tight ends this year in fantasy, maybe more than ever in recent memory. There's such a disparity between Travis Kelsey and the rest. Like he is a difference maker times five every single week. Like it's unfair how great he is at 33 almost 34 years old 
and it doesn't look like he's slowing down anytime soon. And Anthony can really lean on that. Got him 35 and a half points, uh, bringing Anthony up to 153. Don tried his best. He puts up a solid, respectable 134 points. Um, you'll take that many weeks, many weeks that'll win you a game. Tony Pollard, it, we, we might be in the middle of Tony Pollard season, and yeah, we haven't really talked about it a ton, I don't feel like. Um, Tony Pollard looks like the real deal, and it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Zeke uh, now in his second week back from injury. Olave uh, got a deep bomb from a red rifle Andy Dalton himself for 21. Um, and other than that, it looks like Don made most of the right moves. Um, sneaky add on his bench is Juwan Johnson, the tight end for the Saints. He's been solid um, all year long, basically after week three. Tight end eight on the year. Now, granted, again, that's a position that's not scoring a ton of points, but you know could be a piece that maybe pushes him over the hump. So Don will fall to four and seven. Anthony will jump up to eight and three atop Chipotle. And there you have it. I I I, want, I wish I could give credit to this tweet. I couldn't find it, but like I saw it. It was like the gap between Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews, tight end one, tight end two, is the same as the gap between Mark Andrews, who's the tight end two, and Greg Dolchich, who is the tight end thirty three. Greg D. The same gap, just Travis Kelsey. Yeah dominating unfair i know all right well congrats to anthony keeps his lead at the top of the chipotle division we're going to jump into the next matchup we had your boy chris and team Fairlife coming into this one at a nice pretty looking five and five taking on clayton coming in hot and the red rocket at two and eight well guys i trade away Najee harris and he is now alive pew, pew, and that's pew. just how it goes that's just what happens 27 points uh his best performance of the season Great job, my guy. Wish you could have done that for, I don't know, the first 10 weeks of the season, but that's fine. Uh, Michael Pittman has a heartbeat. He is here. Uh, 13.5. Go Colts. Seven targets, six catches, 75 yards. You'll take that. Kadarius Toney might not. uh, (laughs) Might not have a heartbeat. He doesn't have a hamstring, that's for sure. But that's okay, because despite a goose egg from him, and the entire Bengals defense giving you a goose egg. Uh, Chris over here was victorious against Clayton. Uh, Pickens, you got to love that in your flex spot, getting a nice 18 points there. Jay Fields continued to doing his thing. Uh, got a questionable tag ending into next week, so we'll see if he plays. Let's hope he's okay there. And then Ramondre was solid again. And then Chris just said, yep, see you later. You are dead to me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, thanks for your services. Goodbye. Give them to Tim. Uh, for Clayton, Damian Pierce, what happened? Hey, what happened? Uh, <laughs> 3.7, guys? Uh, I mean, Against 10, the Red. Oh, my goodness, the Commanders. 10 carries for 8 yards. Did get two catches for nine yards, but geez, that was terrible. Uh, maybe the Washington defense is something now. Uh, we who knows, but Activated that was Chase ugly. Young. Yeah, that was really ugly for Houston's run offense. Joe Burr, thirty-four big big ones from him. Gotta love to see that. Really, outside of Dawson Knox though, who was solid with fourteen points in tight end spot, you'll take that every day. 
just kind of the same story that's been written all season, bad outputs everywhere else uh, around the roster. So um, Clayton fails to reach a hundred points yet again, and he's only reached a hundred points four times this season. Sheesh. So that's just not going to win you games. And uh, Clayton loses another one in this one. The final score, Chris 117, Clayton 95. There you have it. I know we usually do the eyeball of the week to like somebody who's like kind of sneaking up and or whatever, but like I'd give mine to George Pickens. Like he he's really started kind of turning it on and maybe an eyeball emoji from like, you know, maybe spot start to like consistent starter. You know, we'll see. Yeah. That's been that's been fun to watch. So we'll get on to the next matchup. We had Zach and Brees Lightning at two and eight, taking on a solid Steven and Mount Passmore team at seven and three. And ladies and gentlemen, just when we thought Zach couldn't get any worse, he puts up what has to be, it has to be the lowest ever points scored in a week. Fifty five point eight points to Stevens 102. I mean, when you look at Zach's roster, when your highest scorer is Paris Campbell, Colt, go Colts. Higher than any other running back, wide receiver, quarterback, any of that. Um, that's when you know you have some cause for concern <laughs> in all likelihood. And um, I mean, that, that's that's truly Houston. We have a problem level. And speaking of Houston, um, surprisingly, Brian Robinson, only 70 or 57 yards, excuse me, against that putrid Houston defense. You got to be expecting more there. And somehow, just to put, you know, icing on the cake, his beloved loving Rondell Moore gets him a nice negative 0.6. So that's got to be fun to watch as well if you are Zach. Now for Steven, 102 points gets it done this week. But are we are we concerned? Are we concerned about Steven yet? His last four weeks, week eight, 183 points. Beautiful. Week nine, 103 points. Week 10, 133 points. You'll take that every week. Week 11, 102 points. Like, it's kind of reminding me of Stretch a um, couple years ago uh, when he was just so back and forth, but he was able to kind of tag some uh, toward the end of the year and get the win. But, I mean, Fournette and Kirk were on bye for him. Uh, but, I mean, that to me, that's not really a good enough excuse when you have guys like Stephon Diggs, A.J. Brown, Dalvin Cook. So you you would hope reinforcements in the form of Kirk and Fournette are coming, and you can maybe you know knock a Jacoby Myers out of your lineup or something like that. But he had most of his guys, and they just didn't perform. You know you can get away with it now. You're basically in the playoffs, but once the playoffs start, a week like this eliminates you. Period. Anybody you play is going to score more than 103 points. So if we're using that pattern, you know 183, 103, 133, 102. Next week he's due. And I'm sorry, Stretch, because that's against you. So, Steven, again, moot wins 102 to 55, moots to 8 and 3, and Zach and Brees Lightning falls to 2 and 9. Anything to add there, gentlemen? I think the only thing I'll say is that's kind of Steven's team, right? That's his formula. He's, you know, big ceiling guy, but then not a great four. And so I feel like. You know, he gets the right matchups together, gets the right uh, juices flowing. He can win the league just based off of his ceiling, but he could very well have a first-round exit as well. So I'm not super surprised there. I'm just more surprised. Like, how lower can Zach's team go as far as their point to No idea. 55.8, that's brutal. 
That is brutal. Congrats, congrats to Steven. He keeps marching on. Our next matchup, we had Tim and the Mixed Administration. Note, author note, his current name is Heartbreaking Pigskins, and that probably fits. He came into this one at 5-5, five and five, taking on a top of the Kadoba division stretch and Super Camario at 8-2. and two. And boy, oh boy, guys, did we have a back-and-forth match in this one. Uh, each team really not wanting to give in to each other. Tim scratching and clawing to try and pick up a win. That's a good way to put it. Losing a couple games in a row here the last couple of weeks. And gets off to a good start, right? You start with Jalen Hurts, as you do most weeks with Tim's team, and you're going to get 24 points. I don't think you can play in there. Yeah, you would like to see a 30-plus point performance from Jalen because he's capable of it, but 24 is nothing to snuff at. JT finally getting more back on track to what we're used to with a 15-point performance. Ayuk sneakily with the 16 points and just gets it done week in and week out, man. I know. Um, I mean, he is the wide receiver 16 in PPR, so your classic wide receiver too. Nuke does his thing, getting 18. Even the Ravens' defense helps out Tim with 16 points, and you'll take that all day. I think when you look at Tim's team and what really hurt him, though, is uh, Mixon getting hurt mid-game. Yep. That's just a tough break. Goes out with a concussion, and Samaji Piran comes in and gets a 30-point game with three receiving touchdowns. So you got to think that some of that was going to go to Mixon, but that's just, unfortunately, the luck of the draw sometimes. But then when you go over to Stretch's side, honestly, heading into the Monday night game, it kind of looked like it was any any person's game. Uh, Tim looked like he was poised to potentially get the win, but I don't think anybody saw the Jimmy G 33-point performance No way that he put up. Uh, four touchdowns, had an incredible game, and just carved up the Arizona defense. Monty did his thing with all the volume that he's now getting with Khalil Herbert out, putting up a 20-point performance there. And then Josh Jacobs getting back on track, over 100 yards rushing, getting some receiving work out of the backfield with 19 and matched essentially the Baltimore defense with New England and 17 points there. So, um, yeah, another tough loss for Tim. Uh, You know, 130 points, that's better than – you know, half the team or teams in our league, I think this week, as far as point totals, just as unfortunate that teams are, are teeing off against Tim and I feel his pain. They're, they're teeing off against me as well. So Tim, you got anything, any last words here? This, this is week three of my five game gauntlet that I've highlighted. And I said, I wanted to win two out of five. So uh, here we go. I need to win two out of my here next we two. Go. <laughs> It's it's just been a tough run, uh, a, a tough a tough stre- uh, stretch of games here. So we're, we're doing what we can. There you go. Congrats to Stretch. He moves on. I'm sure he'll be looking forward to welcoming a one Ken Walker and Mike Evans back into his lineup on by this past week. But he still manages to get the dub. I do not know how I'm going to do this when I have to be quiet. <laughs> But we're gonna. It'll have a it'll have a cool effect if you're we're just like really silent. Shot. We're gonna give it our best shot, ladies and gentlemen. We have one game left, and you know what that means. It is your game <laughs> of the week. We had Aaron and let Russ microwave 
at the top of the Chipotle division coming into this one at seven and three, taking on a Hayden team at three and seven. And folks, before this game, we sounded the alarm. Everybody knew what was riding on this game. Hayden needed a monumental performance to keep his hopes of a playoff berth alive. And he had to come at the King and let Russ cook and Aaron. Hayden started on top, that's what she said, with a clutch two touchdown grab performance from Christian Watson who probably has started taking drugs with Aaron Rodgers because their connection is starting to spark some magic ladies and gentlemen but it's fine because Aaron had his secret weapon Saquon Barkley who he paid up for Najee and a first and a second against a horrendous Detroit Lions defense who of course delivered him what we all expected five points Saquon Barkley got five points against the Detroit Lions ladies and gentlemen I know that it's crazy stuff happens but that's just ridiculous against the Lions that somehow feels worse than the one point Kurt Cousins contributed to Aaron's entire roster one point uno points no chains for Kurt Cousins but Hayden took advantage and rode the back of Tractor Cito. It is cold outside and a resurgent Debo Samuel on Monday Night Football to upset Aaron 143 to 120. Hayden declares himself still in the playoff hunt. And lastly, ladies and gentlemen, in case you didn't know, Patrick Mahomes is very good at football. Can we guess what his overall ranking and quarterback is right now? I'm going to go. Oh, go ahead, Tim. One. I'm going to go two. I'm going to go number two. He is quarterback one. He is like wow. everybody's talking about Josh Allen, Justin Fields. Ah, this is so much fun. Like Patrick Mahomes is over here just being consistently excellent, which is good for Hayden. But yes, Hayden does claim the victory. Moves to four and seven, still in the playoff hunt. Aaron, do you want to add anything there? <sighs> you know, there's just there was a lot of disappointment in me when Saquon only got me the five points. I think that's what I'm most upset about. I think Kirk, you know, I didn't expect them to get blown out, but I didn't expect Kirk to do really that well. Um, one point is atrocious and let Russ microwave. He only put up 10 points. So it's not like really any lineup combination I did was just not going to get it done this week. My team just wasn't at full strength with Tyreek on by and it shows. I mean, 120 considering I got those outputs from Saquon and Kirk. I, I guess I'll take it, but it hurts because I think Anthony locked up our division this week. I really do. I don't see him losing the rest of the season and you know, hopefully I went out, but I'm kind of just focused on I, I made the I'll playoffs. I'll try my best, man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I I really hope and then we'll be rooting for you, Tim, to win, because if you do, I think that gives me an end to potentially get a bye. But it's going to be a tough, tough road to get there. So prepping for the playoffs and uh, hopefully my team can bounce back. Well, there you have it, folks. Week 11 is now behind us. That, that's how, that's so far in the season. Week 11 is done matchups matter more than ever if you want to check out the standings www.thisleakpod.com is where you want to go the playoff race is tight and that speaking of tight let's get into these power rankings pause pause 
Let's just get into some power rankings. Broncos country. Let's ride. Power rankings galore. We have it here. We have some changes over last week. Okay, okay. Uh, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll get right into it. Let's just start at the bottom. Our new bottom is Zach All right. and Brees Lightning. Good for him. New? He was there last week, right? He was there last week, oh, okay. but he's officially he's officially locked in yeah, at, at, at the bottom. Um, you got to break at least 60 to break. Yeah, down so <laughs> congrats to Clayton. You're now locked in at number nine. The Red Rocket, number eight, pushing for a playoff spot, but not didn't get it done this week. Don, Team Don Perignon, mm-hmm. number seven, hot on the heels of all the playoff teams that are borderline. Hayden and Country Roads take Mahomes. I feel like he's been sitting around number seven for a few weeks, just yep. just itching to get into the top six. Six spot, Chris and Team Fairlife. We'll take it. A game ahead of me. And we have a uh, a matchup to watch for next week. We'll get into that later. Number five is myself, the Nixon administration. Still, those five and six spots right there. We've got Hayden hot on our heels. Um, we're 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 riding. We're going to see what's going to happen the rest of the year. Number four, Stretch and Super Camario. Hmm. I have not been giving my updates, but last week the same. Okay. Sorry about that, everybody. Number three, we have Let Russ Cook falling a spot from last week. Mm. Fair. That's fair. Falling a spot. Interesting uh, number... with Stretch having the better record and off a win, an ugly win, but still a four fraud. under Aaron. We might have a fraud off next week for those two guys. Oh, my gosh. Number two, Mount Passmore and Steven. Down one from the top spot and back atop the leaderboard team uninspired youth and Anthony. Deservedly so. I mean, he recently just became the highest point scorer in the league as well, in case anybody didn't catch that. So, um, yeah, I think that is well deserved. There you go. All right. Who wants to go make some money? Let's do it. The This League Guarantee. Last week was the week of the dogs. Money flying everywhere because you know we got her done. Colts plus seven, easy money. Titans plus three, easy money. Bears plus three and a half, easy money. The dogs rode. And ladies and gentlemen, we have a special one for you this week. A special this league parlay. We're calling it the turkey parlay. All three Thanksgiving games are all in our parlay. And we are bringing them to you right now. Now, go smash it because it's guaranteed money. Tim, we'll start with you. We have first up and over in the Giants-Cowboys game. The Cowboys put up 40 points, I want to say, last week against Mm -hmm. the Vikings. Uh, So they themselves might be able to get us there. They are a hot, hot team. Um, And Cowboys on Thanksgiving, you know, I, I don't... I feel like it's maybe not the best vibes, but also... I don't know. The Giants are kind of stumbling, but can put up points. So I think over 45 and a half, sorry, uh, feels like an easy grab for one of these guys to win 24, 23, something like that. Yep. I dig it. I dig it. Aaron, we'll throw it over to you for your Turkey Day parlay. I got the under 
54 and a half total points for the Bills versus Lions game. <laughs> I think that the Bills are going to stifle the Lions a bit. And I think Vegas is uh, overrating how good the Lions offense can be against respectable defenses, which the Bills certainly are. It's going to be in a dome. And so no weather is going to really be a factor here. All of their players, I think, are going to be locked in on the Bills' defense. So I like this one here. All right. I really do like that one as well. Josh Allen hasn't been playing all that well recently either. So, you know, maybe not the explosive Bills offense you're going to expect there. Uh, My piece of the parlay, listen, I know it was ugly. It was bad. There's blood everywhere. The Vikings got absolutely mauled last week. They put up three points. So how many points they put up? Yeah, 40 to 3. Yeah, got mauled. But, ladies and gentlemen, the Patriots also got mauled, okay? Their offense put up three points. Maybe we should bet the under on this game. I don't know. But the fact that you have the 8-2 and Vikings, I know the point differential, blah, blah, blah. They're good, okay? And the fact that they're only minus three against a Patriots team that has Mac Jones not being able to put up any points, they're at home. Take the Vikings minus three, okay? It's going to work. If all else fails hit a game-winning field goal, and you get your money back. Like, come on. That's going to that's gonna be easy. So Vikings minus three, Giants and boys over 45.5, and, and the Bills and Lions under 54.5. That parlay gets us to 628. That sounds like some easy money. That was your This League Guarantee. Parlay them. Let us know if you parlay them on Twitter, on the Instagrams, and go get you some free money. Let's get into these matchups. Broncos country. Let's ride. Hey, hey. But I'm just kidding because there's no bye weeks this week. When has that ever happened? Like mid in the middle of the year, no bye weeks. But we're not done yet, are we? No. We, God, we, we, I, think, I think next week we have two, but the week after that we have like six teams or something like that. Something ridiculous. Yeah, some, something the scheduling was off. I, this year. I have a league that the playoffs start in week 14, and I'm like, you know there's going to be like four teams on by, right? Like, how crappy is that? I guess not every league can be as good as ours. But we welcome back, though, the Miami Dolphins. Lots of stars there. Seattle Seahawks, Jacksonville Jaguars, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers this week. Week 12. Big week. Playoff implications are everywhere, and we will start with our first game. Maybe not so much playoff implications, but seedings are absolutely a factor here. We have Clayton and the Red Rocket coming into this one at two and nine, taking on top of Chipotle. Anthony, Team Uninspired Youth, at eight and three. Absolutely, you can see why Aaron thinks that Anthony is going to win out because he starts with the number nine in the power rankings, Clayton and the Red Rocket. Currently, a seventy-eight percent chance of victory. Uh, Anthony's, Anthony's so lineup. High. I know, right? Clayton projected 92, Anthony 157. Wow. Right now, maybe more red than you'd like to see if you're Anthony, but these names you're not scared of. Justin Jefferson in a minus matchup versus New England, but he's going to get it done. CD Lamb, Travis Kelsey. Like, we see some red on you know, the sleeper matchups. But again, guys, I'm not too afraid of. You got Lamar Jackson in a plus matchup on the road at Jacksonville. Looks like there's potentially some weather down there, something to keep an eye on. And then Christian McCaffrey in a plus matchup against New Orleans. Um, the 
the timeshare has not hurt his fantasy production at all. He's RB3 on the year. So, again, really leaning on him there. Keenan Allen, I'll, I'll give him his props. He played the entire game versus the Chiefs last week. Surprisingly. Um, so that's got to be good for the hamstring to at least, you know, we'll see as long as he plays this week. Um, if he's healthy, again, we talked about it last week. If he's healthy, a huge boost to Anthony's lineup. And we've got Amari Cooper in a home game in the flex as well. Amari Cooper home games are just, just penciled in. He's going to go off. Money. So a few borderline guys on the bench, but nothing really questionable for Anthony. On Clayton's side, he's going to need a, a hell of a game from Burrow at Tennessee. Looks like it's going to be some good, decent, warm weather, maybe some passing offense going mm-hmm. on there. He welcomes back Jeff Wilson. Um, Damian Pierce, again, we got to see if he can bounce back from his worst performance on the year. He's, he's low-key got some guys in that running back position. He's got he's got some guys. Wilson and Pierce are, are nothing to, you know, what I think we said earlier, nothing to snuff at. But then we'll go down to the rest of the lineup. You know, guys, uh, Zay Jones, <laughs> then we'll go down Harris to the rest Marshall. Of the <laughs> Zay Jones, Terrace Marshall, Nico Collins, Robert Tunyon, Drake London, who's, you know, a rookie, a high upside. But, you know, right now it's just not a guy that's getting it done. So losing Edmonds to the IR spot's going to hurt him a little bit. And then Sneaky... Maybe if you, I mean, we can really, really try to reach and maybe say that benching Zach Wilson in in uh, New York might. I was going to say that. I was going to say that. Maybe, <laughs> like one can hope that the wide receiver one hundred on the year might do something, but also <laughs> he's on the bench right now. So, uh, n- nothing, nothing surprising here. I'm going to take Anthony to win this one. Yeah, I'm going Anthony as well. Nothing to add here. No really big like lineup decisions either. I mean, you know, could you try and put some respect on the running back 13 of the year on Anthony's bench? And yes, I'm talking about Jamal Williams, running back 13, highest of RB twos you can get currently on the bench. Do you start him over Zeke? Do you start him over a, you know, Keenan Allen? I don't know. I think that's a line of view decision you could have, but thankfully when you're playing Clayton, those are of less importance. I think Anthony should kind of prance on this one. Yeah, he'll win, no doubt about it, by a lot of points, and it's not going to matter, but I think he's probably benching Jamal Williams just because of the matchup, if I had to guess. All right. Well, that makes sense there. We're all taking Anthony there. I didn't even look at the pickums. I didn't do them. Let's just go uh, – Honor code here. We'll fill them out later and give you guys an update next week. We're going to go on to our next matchup. We got Aaron and Let Russ Microwave coming into this one at 7-4, and four, taking on Don, Team Don Perignon at 4-7. and seven. This one has some sneaky implications. Um, you have to think Aaron has to win this in order to keep pace with Anthony for that coveted number one, number two seed and that first round bye, especially with Anthony Clayton Playton this week. And for Dawn, fellas, every team has to get it, and I'm doing it here. We have a win or go home game for Mr. Dawn Perignon. And I say this, obviously, because he is 4-7. and seven. It's me. It's Hayden. It's Tim. If you lose at this rate, 
anybody kind of in that race, that really puts a dent in your efforts, and Dawn's schedule going forward is not the easiest. So Sleeper currently has Aaron with a 67% chance of victory, and you got the usual dudes on his side, but you have those two spots, right? On the QB carousel, we're rolling with Trevor Lawrence at home against Baltimore. I think that's the right move because you got Kirk at home against New England. Don't love that. And Russell Wilson, doesn't matter who he's playing. You just don't like that. So <laughs> um, we're going to go with Trevor Lawrence. We like that. And then at tight end, Logan Thomas is in there. Decent week last week against a, Houston, a weak Houston team. He gets a weak Atlanta Falcons team. I understand where he's going, but these are just very glaring weaknesses. I mean, we all talk about Aaron being a title contender. He's going to be up there. But those are very glaring weaknesses that, as of now, may go ignored post-trade deadline. You don't love to see that, but you know there's only so many good pieces out there. So those are kind of the, the alarms you're going to see on Aaron's side. But we got Eckler. We got Barkley. Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill comes back, T. Higgins, all those studs, they're in. They're going to be great. And uh, I think he's going to uh, look to exploit Don's questionable lineup decisions. Because, um, I mean, we do have some questionable things. Number one, Chris Godwin on the bench. Are we are we starting Darius Slayton over Chris Godwin, Don? Are, are, are we starting Alan Lazard at Philly over Chris Godwin, Don. I mean, even Antonio Gibson. We're starting Darius Slayton over him. Antonio Gibson is the uh, RB15 on the year currently. You know, and even you can argue Tyler Higby's going to get thrown the ball thrown to him by who? Who's who's the guy in LA now? Stafford got ruled out. Bryce. Bryce Perkins. Bryce Perkins. Yep, we're going to play Tyler Higby getting the ball thrown to him by Bryce Perkins over the Titan 8. Tim mentioned him earlier. Jawan Johnson down there in New Orleans. Again, it's like, it, honestly, if Don were to put the right pieces together, I think he can really compete here. And I, and he would throw a wrench into what we all thought was the playoff scenario. Pollard has been outstanding, as Tim mentioned, currently the RB10. And even the matchups certainly favor Don. You got Saquon going against Dallas. Um, you know, you got Amon Ra and Buffalo, um, you know, you don't love those. And even Tyree Kill at Houston, it's Houston, but you can just run the crap on Houston. You don't even have to throw the ball that much. So, um, you know, that's, that, that can be argued a, a, a questionable matchup there for Tyreek. Um, but yeah, I just, I just don't think Don can, if he, if he somehow puts the right combo together, I would pick him here just because I like to ride with the dog sometimes, but I just don't think he's going to. Aaron's going to be too strong. Aaron, have fun playing against Darius Slayton at Dallas. You really can't get any worse than that. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm going with Aaron here. I really want to go with Don, but I just I don't have confidence that he's going to set that ideal lineup. Yeah, I'm with Aaron here as well. I think, you know, hopefully – you can uh, enjoy playing a team that's not going to tee off on you this week. Yeah. Yeah, I sure hope so. Um, I think I was going through it the other day, and uh, I think it's it's been since week, uh, what, seven? Since somebody has scored less than 143 points. Oh, my goodness. Week seven? Yep, and then for Tim, it's been since week seven that someone has scored less than 130. 
Holy cow. It's been rough, man. My last few weeks have that's a, been that's a stat right there. 143. The the scores against me. 143, 150, 155, 158. Jeez. Jeez. And look at you. Still seven and four. You're still rolling. In the playoffs. You gotta earn it. You gotta more, earn it. More than some of us might be able to. The law of averages is gonna be in our favor, Tim. Don't worry. You gotta hope so. We'll move on to our next matchup. We got Zach and Brees Lightning coming into this one at two and nine, securely tucked in there at the bottom of the power rankings, taking on Hayden at four and seven. The playoff hope still alive. Playoff hope is indeed still alive for Hayden. And where else do you start other than Patrick Mahomes? I got to experience it firsthand. Him just destroying me. The Rams are in disarray, and especially at home, I think that's going to be a smash spot for Pat Mahomes to go off once again. I really like Singletary this week at Detroit on Thanksgiving. Going to have some running lanes to probably be able to run through the D. Derrick Henry going to dominate as usual. He gets Jalen Waddle back this week against Houston. Look for him to have a pretty big day. And then sneaky play there at Flex, Rashad White going into the lineup. I think that's a pretty smart play on Hayden's part. I think Rashad has essentially taken over the backfield to this point. I don't see Fournette capturing it the way he did earlier in the season. At the very least, going to be a timeshare. And then he gets ETN back as well this week. So um, I really love Hayden's matchups in this one. And when you look at Zach's uh, lineup, it's just a lot of Guys that, especially at the wide receiver position, are promising at times, but not sure if they can keep it up. Traylon Burks, Cincinnati is a tougher matchup than people like to admit. Paris Campbell on Monday night, we'll see. I don't love it. Um, I think Matt Ryan will go more towards Pittman uh, as Hell he yeah, needs he to build that build that rapport. Colt, go Colts. Hey, how's how's uh, how's Alec Pierce doing, Tim? Hey, that's wide receiver one, Alex Pierce, to you. <laughs> He's still cooking. He's still cooking. In four years. There you go. Mark Mark Andrews, he gets him back. Uh, so I think that'll be a smash play there. Looks like he doesn't have an injury designation. Marcus Robinson, you know, has been on a hot streak. I get the play there. And Michael Gallup, I think that's kind of just a, I don't have anybody else. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I I just don't like the RB matchups in some spots. Derek Carr's iffy. I think Hayden wins this one convincingly and puts up another pretty strong 140-plus performance. Yeah, just a couple of things on Hayden's bench. I I don't want to say he's being too cute here, but, like, what more does Christian Watson have to do to get into your starting lineup? Like, I get Rashad White's fun, Devin Singletary's fun, but, like, come on. This man is the hottest, arguably the hottest receiver in fantasy football mm-hmm. right now. I like that one. Allen Robinson did pretty well last week on on – uh, with Cooper Cup being out, uh, and there was one more. Oh, yeah, but I don't, I don't like it with Bryce Perkins though. That's true. I actually just forgot about that for two seconds. <laughs> Very yeah. true. Um, and then maybe, okay, maybe my official eyeball emojis of the week. Um, Daryl Henderson cut Kyren. by the Rams. Kyron, let's Williams. go. Did I take them out? Of, did I take That's that it. out of your mouth, Tim? Yep. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, no, I just, I, I, I wouldn't start him this week for sure, but, um. Rookie, 2022, or 2022, rookie, 22 years old, um, 
yeah, I like him. Do you know? Do you want to add anything more to that? I don't know too much about him. No, he hasn't done a ton this year. He's been hurt. Um, he's got only got eight rushing attempts on the year, but averaging five point six. So explosive style runner. He's lighter, a little bit smaller, um, but they they cut their number one running back on the year to basically open up the snaps. So definite definite eyeball emoji time. Yeah. Gotta love that. So, I mean, couple couple lineup decisions that I think there to make for Hayden, but again, similar to, you know, Don's situation. It's like when you're or similar to uh Aaron's situation, right? Like when you're making those decisions and you're playing somebody like a Don or or Zach, it's like they don't really mean that much, but you know, going forward you should probably keep an eye on those. So uh two matchups remaining. Now I know what you're thinking. How the hell is this next matchup? not the matchup to watch. Well, I'll tell you what. We both know that these two teams are going to be in the playoffs. Steven, 8-3, and three, Mount Passmore, taking on Stretch, Super Camario, 9-2. and two. Is this where the Cadoba division is won? We'll see. It's been a bloodbath up there. They're fighting back and forth. But we have one more that one could argue winner goes in loser is out but we'll get into that when we get there we'll start with steven nine and eight and three coming into this one taking on stretch at nine and two two top teams maybe in the league but definitely in Codoba division absolutely and this is this is gonna be fun this this is just a fun matchup it is fun go fun two teams yeah. they're, they're, they're jockeying for that <laughs> buy so i mean they're gonna be sweating it out i'm sure of it but for everyone else watching this is gonna be fun no bye weeks means each guy is at full strength. Oh man, uh, they they're both missing. You know, stretch Juicy. missing Cooper Cup and and Stephen missing Mike Thomas. I guess you could give him that. Um, <laughs> not a ton of like injuries right now, so we're looking at about a fifty-two forty-eight split on sleeper. And man, I'll just I'll just highlight a couple. We know these two guys have dogs that can go off. We've talked about the ceiling of these teams. They're both low floor teams as well. Um, so Justin Herbert's where I'm going to start this one for Steven put up a solid 23 points against the chiefs this past week. And that was uh, third highest on the year. Just quick scrolling through there. Arizona's a team that you can pass on. Mm-hmm. So if Herbert getting Keenan Allen back, getting to play indoors at Arizona or they, they might have a retractable, but either way, a good climate game at Arizona. Um, he could ex- easily uh, surpass the expectation there. He's going to need His it, man. Don't have great matchups. Dalvin Cook versus New England uh, coming off of a rough week against the Cowboys defense. And Nick Chubb also coming off a very rough week goes from Buffalo to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, both top run defenses. From there, it lightens up for Steven. Stephon Diggs in a plus matchup at Detroit. A.J. Brown and a plus matchup at Green Bay. Potential for weather there right now, it looks like. Could be warmer, so it might be a little bit of like a sleep situation we got going on. Um, right now, Christian Kirk, we, we've talked about him. We, we're flabbergasted at his PPR ranking on the year. Um, he's in the flex. And then right now, we've got Jacoby Myers. He's the second flex. That's maybe the only piece that doesn't excite you. Mm-hmm. Aaron touched on Fournette. Uh, still kind of battling a hit pointer, I want to say it was. And um, the head coach comes out and says, you know, we're going to ride a hot hand at running back. So that doesn't instill a confidence in why Fournette is probably on the bench. 
on Stretch's side, Kyler Murray, is he back? Is the war zone, <laughs> is he finally tired of playing Call of Duty? Because maybe he'll play this week. I don't know. We'll Full participant, out. yeah. <laughs> it, could be a, it could be a nice little matchup there. Uh, he's getting his guys back. Hollywood Brown is eligible to come back, so I we'll have to check in on some practice reports and see if he might be at full strength to have Hollywood and D Hop and everybody full strength minus Zach Ertz, of course. Um, he's also got some very plus matchups on his side. James Connor, the touchdown machine, came back in, did his thing. Um, Devonta Smith plus matchup versus Green Bay. Ken Walker coming off the bye. Josh Jacobs just steamrolling people all year long. Um, and then Mike Evans again coming off the bye in the wide receiver spot. So just guys all over the place. It's this is this is a fun one. It's mm, fun matchup. Uh, I'm expect. I'm hoping for a lot of points, and I hope that these guys have to sweat it out a little bit. Who are you going with? I put somebody down i can't remember i'm gonna go with steven yeah I'm, i think steven's the true number one in kidoba sure i'm also going with steven because when you have like an all-star matchup like this the weaknesses are highlighted they are glaring and like you don't love jacoby myers on on uh steven's side but mike is sicky on stretch's side man you're hoping for five from gesicki 10 is like you're jumping for joy. It's like that is just not good. And I even mentioned it with the Tyree Kill thing, but you just don't have to throw on Houston that much. I can see this being a, you know, a Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert love fest out there. Um, so that's, that's, main, that's the main reason why I'm going with Steven. Like when you come at a top dog like that and you have somebody like Mike Kosicki in your lineup, that that is tough for me to digest. So I'm going to go with Steven here as well. I got Steven also. Um, I think just echoing everything you guys said, I like the matchups and doesn't really seem to have much of a weakness on his side. Um, I will say for stretch, Devontae Smith, that's an interesting play. I don't know if – I think maybe Cortland Sutton would be my go-to there. I mean, he's the true number one in Denver. I get Russell Wilson's awful, but – Or Cam Akers. <laughs> Yeah, well, Sorry. <laughs> he, he's kind of, yeah, he's got all of his uh, running backs that he Dude, can possibly he's... deploy out there. Uh-huh. Got four of them. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, don't know about that line of position or uh, decision there. So, yeah, I'm taking Steven as well. Clean, sweet for Steven. So that means Stretch is going to win like 95 to 90. That's usually how it works in this league. Ladies and gentlemen, one matchup to go. That makes it your matchup to watch. We got you, boy. Chris, Team Fairlife, coming into this one at nice six and five, taking on Tim, the Mixon administration, the heartbreak himself at five and six. Wow, guys. Tim Tim needs a win this week and the worst Aaron, Aaron, my 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 finger is hovering over the over the siren button. I, I, I don't want to press it, but if you just give me a signal, I will. I'm not, I'm not ready. You're not, I'm not re- ready okay. to press okay. it. I'm okay. not, I'm not, I'm not. Um, By the hair on my chin. Yes. 
And the reason why is the trade Tim did, right? So gets Ramondre immediately into the lineup. I think he's a lock for 15 every week. It's a safe floor there. Gets Jamar Chase back. Now, there's some question marks there, right? Because how effective will Jamar Chase be? Are they going to try to ease him into the snap count uh, that he may get? You know, what is that going to look like? It's at Tennessee. There's a lot of factors there. Uh, but if he's old Jamar Chase, that's going to be a difference maker for Tim. And then some questionable tags also along with that, with Aaron Jones being limited this week. But I think up and down the board, you got Jalen Hurts, the stalwart of his lineup, a top three quarterback. You got Nuke in there who's been consistent. I'm predicting a 10-point game from Dulcich this week. Mark it down. 10 points. I love him. I think he gets it against Carolina. They're vulnerable. And uh, I've got Trevor Lawrence on my team, but I do love Baltimore this week as a defense. So. Uh, yeah, I like what Tim's rolling out there, and I think if absolutely needed, JT gets it done for him to put him over the top of Monday night. This game's going to come course, down to Monday night. We have yeah. one, two, three, four, four players between the two of us on Monday night football. Yeah, because you, on your end, you've got Michael Pittman, you got George Pickens, Najee Harris. Uh, so Tim does need to be up by quite a bit going into the game. On Monday night. Um, but I think, you know, DeAndre Swift, you're going to put him into the lineup after you got him in the trade. But the Buffalo matchup and just his volume, don't think you're expecting too much from him. Latavius Murray, the backfield's to himself, but he did have a questionable tag this week. He's dealing with uh, looks like a wrist injury that's kept him limited. Josh Allen, been on a low-key cold streak. Uh, I don't know if he's been the most dominant version of himself the last few weeks. He's been average, which is above average. His average is above average, but still it's, you know, I'm pretty reliant on. So those Josh Allen blow up games sometimes. Right, right. And, uh, you know, the fact he's still kind of navigating his injury a bit. I don't know if you're going to get that blow up game to come his way this week. Hawkinson against New England. That's also ugly. So I think when it's all said and done, I think Tim makes a breakthrough and the law of averages applies this week. I think he's going to get a win, put up a decent point total, and get himself back to 500. Tim, let's live in a world where Jamar Chase is also limited on Friday. Um, Game time decision Sunday. He's good to go. Do you play him? 100%. If if Jamar is going to play, that means the team believes he's at 100%. He's already had four weeks to heal. If you know we're six and the Bengals are six and four, so if he's not 100%, I do think they will hold him out. Um, in in a big game, but a winnable game versus the Titans. So if if he's out there, he's in my lineup 100%. There you go. Um, I'm I'm actually picking me. The on paper I shouldn't win. By the way, sleeper has uh, Tim with a 55 percent chance of winning this one. So um, I'm I'm gonna go with me. And I I'm really liking. I've never thought I would say this, especially this year. Latavius Murray, man, 
his injury designation is like super minor team said it's minor just had to do it um but like against the panthers just him i know the broncos are booty but like i'm really liking that like i would bet at least 12 13 fantasy points for latavius murray this week um that's what he's projected yeah and i got i just got good juju i got good juju this week maybe it's the future turkey talking but um got a lot of thanksgiving games so uh yeah i'm i'm, I'm choosing me might be bucking the trend a little bit but I, I believe in team fair life and knowing and knowing tim's record i'll probably win by 0.6 on monday night football off Ugh. of a jonathan taylor fumble rip my heart out <laughs> and feed it to the dogs man i'm i'm picking me in this matchup because i have to right like this is this is as close as i've come to must win all season long and it's if i'm making the playoffs it's got to start this week with a push um and uh, favorite you know reminder stevenson let's 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 see what he can do um double revenge game here double revenge game here swift free reminder in the lineups both guys in the lineups so yeah josh allen scares the crap out of me um rightfully so but Man, I just got to think that my guys could pull through. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. All right. That's two for Tim, one for your boy. And that is all five matchups covered for week 12. Let's get out of here. Broncos country. Let's run. As always, Facebook, Instagram, or not, but <laughs> I say Facebook. We are not 65 years old. Twitter. Instagram, this league underscore pod, www.thisleaguepod.com is where you can get all of the information. And as always, review, comment, leave us a rating, and just pour some nice, hot, brown gravy over that like button, Aaron Hunt. Oh, yeah. Get the turkey fryer out back, fill it with water first so you know what you're doing and you're not going to light your house and self on fire. Yes, safety but first. Then- but then dip the like button into some hot turkey greasy oil oh, yeah. and deep fry that son of a gun. Amen. Just click that button. You could you could do that. Guys, I love you. I want you guys to have a good Thanksgiving. Everybody listening to this podcast, I want you to have a good Thanksgiving. Go spend time with your grandma, your mama, or your daddy, or whoever. Be thankful because we are thankful for you. And of course football is on that's what i'll be doing so guys i love you happy thanksgiving couldn't say it any better peace go on I, I just can't wait to see Josh Allen put up 40 in the first Thanksgiving Day oh. game and Gabe Davis have three touchdowns. <laughs> Good oh. drop all my players. <laughs> you should trade block everybody. That's it sucks that. because I could, I could see that happening, dude. You'll see me I leave know. the chat.
Gabe Davis and Thanksgiving just feels right. I don't know why. It just does. Why does it feel right? Right. Oh.